I'd like you to participate in an experiment this morning. I'd like you to close your eyes. No, no one's gonna come and do anything to you while your eyes are closed. I'm gonna name some people. And what I'd like you to do is to let an image of that person come to your mind. Such as if I said George Washington. Or Donald Trump. Maybe your mother. Your father. A sibling. Picture one of your own children. Or if you do not have children, maybe a favorite niece or nephew. Now picture Jesus. And lastly, picture God. The first five were probably pretty easy. George Washington, you probably had a picture of any number of his historic pictures you've seen of him, whether it's from the dollar bill or crossing the, the, the river in the boats or whatever. Trump, your image might depend upon whether you like him or you don't like him, and we won't go there. Um, if for a parent or a sibling, it's probably, it could be a current image or it might be something in your favorite past. Jesus might not have been too difficult either. You might have brought to mind some of the artwork you've seen of Jesus, whether uh, being with his disciples at the Last Supper or maybe being on the cross. And sometimes your image of Jesus will be impacted by your culture. God was probably the tricky one. God was the, probably the one that gave you a moment of thought of, hmm, what would God's appearance be? God's appearance would be difficult to, to describe. When asking for a description of God, we would have to kind of do it tongue-in-cheek. We can't usually do the, oh, six-foot, broad shoulders, long hair, short hair. His complexion is, if it is a he. And often when we describe God, we spend more time describing God's attributes, faithfulness, mercy, kindness, gentleness, a God who is all-loving, a God who is all-powerful. These words don't have a physical description but they're an attribute. It might be a little different if I ask you to describe me. Five foot two, round, dark to graying hair, et cetera, et cetera. Some of you might also add some attributes. Oh, she's caring, yet she's sometimes impatient. You get the picture, haha, <laughs> the picture. We can do attributes of God, but the physical might seem impossible. Yet I ask, what is your image of God? How does God appear to you? We know from our gospel passage that Jesus physically showed himself to his disciples before and after the resurrection. And you know, not a single person in the scripture gives us a physical description of Jesus. Probably because they knew what he looked like, so they didn't think it was necessary. And he probably looked like any other Jewish man born in the Middle East who lived and grew up in Bethlehem and Nazareth and Jerusalem 
And I'm sorry to tell you that those who have an image of this white Anglo-Saxon male who looks like he comes from Scandinavia, that's not Jesus who was born in the Middle East. Jesus is probably quite dark-complected with dark hair on both his head and in his beard, and he probably looked like just about any other Jewish man. And if the traditions and the stories that are told of Jesus that worked in the carpenter shop with Joseph, he might have been quite muscular. Working on wood is not lightweight wood, work, and so he would have been building up as he did this work. But many of us might have an image that goes along with our culture. So what about God? We don't have a physical description. We do know that when Moses was walking past God, when they were on the mountain together, God covered Moses' eyes so that Moses couldn't see God. Hmm, something physical there for him to see. God did appear as a burning bush. And we see that the God Jesus appears twice in our Acts passage today. God Jesus appears to Saul. And at this point, we haven't started calling him Paul yet. And the appearance is that of a voice from heaven and lightning flashes. Now, the men who were with Saul only heard the voice. But God also appears to Ananias in a vision, although there isn't any description of what this entity looked like as they spoke to Ananias. But again... What would God look like for you? What would you want God to look like? I can tell you as a child and even into my early adult years, my image of God was that as an old man with a long white beard and a white robe, sort of the father time figure. That isn't the image I have any longer, though at times that image does work when I need that comfort of that old wise man Though at times and through my life, my image has grown and changed. My image very much is formed by how I pray. When I pray for God in the various names of God, there are different images that go along with those prayers. When I pray for healing, whether it's for myself or someone else, I pray to our God, the great physician. And my usual image is that of a pair of hands, strong hands, that I imagine being laid upon the one that I'm praying about, and those hands are going to give that individual comfort in their physical illness. When I pray for power and strength, whether again for myself or for another, I pray to our God Almighty, almost the, the soldiery type of, uh, of almighty strength. And my image of that would come from almost like being the sun, all powerful, just spreads out in all directions. You really can't see that center. And there's no human body or human-like body associated with that image of the all-powerful one. And when I pray for care, my image is of that of the shepherd. And it's the image of the shepherd holding his shepherd's crook so that when I or someone else is in trouble, God can pull that crook and just pull the one to safety who is in need of care. And yes, there are times that I am looking for God, and I think I'm looking sometimes more for the evidence of God 
that I'm really looking for the image of God or a physical presence. I know for myself, when I look at a newborn baby, that to me is evidence and the, the picture of God's action. I can't imagine God not being involved in the creation of that child. And yes, I know scientifically, because I've taught it long, many years, that this child is made up of the splitting and the reforming of cells, but we are so much more than a bunch of cells stuck together. God is present in the creation of that child. I know when I sit at the family farm in North Carolina and I see the mist upon the mountain across the valley and watch the deer walk down the side of the hill knowing that they're going down to the garden to eat the tops off the vegetables. And I see the trees sway in the morning breeze and there's no other sound but the air moving through those trees. To me, that is the presence of God. That is an image I carry of the presence of God in my, my realm, in my place of being. And again, I don't believe that all of that comes by some accident of the universe, but through the creative powers of God. This is one way in which I see God through God's actions. And when I see lives changed, when I see the lives of those who allowed God to work in their lives, as I've seen in many of you, I see God working in lives. I see and hear the evidence of God in your daily walkings as you share your testimonies with me. I see God making a difference in your lives. And it's not my work that's being done. That's the evidence of God, the work of God in the lives of God's people. To me, this is evidence. This is an image of God working within the lives of others. And all of these things strengthen my own image of God and the God of powerful mercy. Now, I can't take a bucket of mercy and put it in your hands. It just doesn't work that way. But I see the results of God's mercy in each and every one of us. And some of you have asked me how I know when I make a decision that is the right decision from God. And that's been a time of learning and I believe that God gives me what I refer to as the feeling of rightness. It's the presence of God within me and everything is well with my soul. It's more of a calm in my life after the decision-making process. And those times when I make a decision and I'm still ill at ease and, and still worrying that it's not the right decision uh, and I have to keep thinking about it, I have to wonder, have I finished the decision-making process? Is there more that God is trying to show me through this process? Am I ready for that step of, right, of rightness yet? But this also shows me God in action within my own life as I allow God to lead me. What about you? How do you see God? What evidence do you have for God in your life? Please know that Saul, who we get to know later on in his life as Paul, was a faithful Jewish man. Never, never imagine Saul, even though he was going after the Christians, he was never an unfaithful Jewish man to his beliefs. He knew God in his Jewish faith. He worshiped God. He obeyed God's commandments, sometimes to the letter and too much to the letter. He believed that all that he was doing in his life 
as a Jewish man and as a Pharisee was an honor of God. Saul did not doubt the existence of God in his life and in the work that God was doing in his life. Saul was as faithful to God in his Jewish faith as he would become in his Christian faith. The difference was that personal encounter, that meeting God face to face, the presence of God in his life in a personal way that changed him forever. Hearing God speak to him changed his life, for he now had a new image of God, a voice, a bright light. He was no longer the God behind a curtain in the holies of holies of the temple. He was the God who spoke to him personally, and yet the same God who left him blind for three days. Ananias was also given a new image of God in his vision. In his vision, he actually has a voice that he can talk back to. He doesn't just listen. He has a conversation. He questions the vision's instructions to go check out Saul. I mean, for crying out loud, he knew Saul's reputation. He knew why Saul was coming. And like many other of the folks in that community who were learning to follow the steps of Jesus the Christ, he feared Saul. He certainly didn't want to go meet him. He wanted to stay as far away from him as he can. Yet in his vision, his encounter with God, he is able to speak back. That is a new vision for him as to one, a God in which he can communicate one with the other. Imagine the disciples. They spent three years with Jesus, the man in ministry. Imagine how their image of God changed after the resurrection, but realize that as they sat on that beach, having that fish breakfast, no one had to say, who are you? No one had to look at him and say, what are you doing here, buddy? They knew it was Jesus in his resurrected form. Do you know Jesus in his resurrected form? Is he true for you in your life? Is that image of Jesus within you? Join me in prayer. Most Holy One, I call upon you to appear to each and every person present in this place this morning. Help them, Lord, to imagine you and take it a step beyond imagination to living within them. Help each one, Lord, to be closer to you. Help each one to be confident in their actions of God within their lives. And may God, you become more real to each and every one in this place. Amen. Now let us join together. We're going to sing a song, Come Just As You Are.